This is Cami. And this is Madeline. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 12. <laughs> Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? So, Cami, conflict is a given, right? All groups will eventually have conflict. We're going to go over the four main types that we usually see. So let's start with issue number one, attention issues. So yeah, what I mean by attention issues is this this is the most common conflict that arises when people are feeling like they aren't being heard by the leader or by other members, or they're misunderstood by what they say. And it can happen a lot, especially in online environments, because you are not looking at somebody's face, right? So you don't know exactly what they mean. So sometimes people feel very snubbed or slighted by a certain conversation or they feel like they're not being heard. And so what ends up happening is they get very angry sometimes. And, you know, they kind of yell at the group. I remember this happened one time in a community I was in a very quiet, nice guy that you would never hear like raise his voice suddenly got angry one day and just blew up. And you could tell that he was very disaffected by the group by some things that had happened there. And um, nobody had meant whatever it was he was taking it as. And so you know, it was overwhelming for the group because they didn't, they were like, how do we deal with this? So that is the question. How do you deal with that? Because there is going to be times when people are going to misunderstand each other in groups. It's just part of being human, right? So true. Has that ever happened to you in a group? Oh yeah. I mean, there's been times (laughs) where we've had issues come up and where someone steps in and says something inappropriate and it offends people and they get upset and they go to you and, and they want you to deal with it. And as a leader, you have to deal with it. You know, it happens. So you have to know going in that there are going to be times where issues could possibly happen and uh, it's up to you to resolve it. Right. So the question then is how to deal with it. And there's two different ways to deal with that. One way is really about when people are feeling slighted. And when they're feeling slighted, often you're going to have to take it offline, you know, and talk to them in a different environment, either on the phone even and I, I recommend to get as personal as possible in this particular conversation, either the phone or on a, you know, a video call, like a Skype call or something like that, or a FaceTime, because you're going to have to have an understanding of why this person is so upset. So that would be that number one issue when there's that real massive conflict that happens in a group and the whole thing blows up. So take it offline, talk about it directly and uh, really find out why that person feels like they're not being heard and try to hear them. Now, you're not always going to be able to resolve the issue. Some people, and we'll talk about this as one of the further issues that goes down the line, are going to not want to be a part of the group anymore. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But really that idea of being as personal as possible, as quickly as possible and taking it offline. It also works with crisis communication, by the way. This is one of the top things that we do in a crisis communication situation for a brand is we work to get that person who's disaffected to talk to us directly so that we can have a conversation, a two-way conversation about how to solve the problem. 
other than that, there's also the attention issues where people feel like they aren't able to get their point of view out there for different kinds of reasons. And you can actually put up a post around certain things. So we talked in many other episodes about putting up sharing posts about how people are, you know, their wins in life or their failures or even about promoting their stuff. You know what I'm saying? All of these things lead to people feeling heard on a regular basis. And so that would be the second way. So the first way is, you know, dealing with people, if it's very personal and it's clear that their feelings are involved and they're hurt, you need to deal with that directly and impersonally immediately and offline. So do not have that discussion in an open group with an open bunch of people, because that will just devolve into like, it can devolve into some really ugly things, name calling and and other things like that. And I've seen it happen, um, you know, where it's just much better if people stop talking, you know? (laughs) My uh, family used to tell us, you know, if you're in a, in, if you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. Right. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it also goes back to what we've talked about before. It's important to have guidelines. We talked about this in our last episode. And uh, if needed, you can use uh, the mute feature on Facebook and give people a chance to cool down. But I agree with you, Cami. You know, you you have to definitely take this out of the community and talk to them privately, not publicly. You never, ever want to take this public. It makes you look bad as a leader, for sure. Mm -hmm. And it it does does not, it does not help in resolving the issue. So you can do this Mm -hmm. by email, but best is by phone and deal with it and move on. I mean, it's really as simple as that. Yeah, totally. I completely agree with that. So the second issue that happens that I've seen happen a lot in groups is disagreements amongst its members where people just start to over time, you know, think about high school and, and my son's in junior high. So I've seen this a lot lately, you know, there were the cliques kind of start to tend to form. And then, then it's kind of natural that people gravitate toward each other and interact outside of their group. So you're, they're going to be talking to each other, not just in your group, but in other places. And they're going to kind of come to some consensuses that sometimes aren't super healthy for the group. So as a result, sometimes one group will have a problem with a particular member or another group inside the group or subgroups. Have you seen this happen? And what would you suggest we do to deal with that? Certainly, you're going to have disagreements among members. And just like what you said, I mean, there are going to be times where this is happening outside the group. So you may not even be aware unless someone brings it to your attention. So as we mentioned in our in issue number one, same thing, you, you know, you got to work to deal with it, dismantle the situation and and get everybody on the same page and move on, you know, and not let it sit for too long. I think that that's the biggest problem is things that can fester and just get bigger and bigger and they don't need to be. Right. And I agree with that too. And and the other part is for me as a, as a community leader is really not to take sides. It's really, really important that you, you can hear everybody's point of view, but that you don't take sides with one or the other, because you really do have influence over what happens in your group. You need to find the solutions. You can't let it affect you personally. You can't take this stuff personally because if you do, the whole thing is lost in my mind. So uh, grow a thick skin, grow a pair, whatever it is you have to do to get yourself through something like this because you're going to need to model the behavior for everyone else, the proper behavior. So as long as you behave honorably, you've done what you can, right? And other people have rights to quit your group to see it as not being something that is for them anymore. And you cannot take that personally. You got to keep your eye on the prize. You're here to help people focus on that. Do you know what I'm saying? That's really, as long as you keep that as the very front of what you're doing, 
That is your job is to help people. You focus on that and you stay the course. And I honestly have found that to be truly the best way to handle any of these situations that I've ever been in anyway. I totally agree. And what what you were saying before, you know, you cannot Mm -hmm. take sides. When I ran Go Girls Music for 21 years, it's a place where you have people come together, right? And you're the leader and you cannot take sides because if you take sides, you're going to get people there that don't agree with what you're saying and what you're doing. And then they're all going to leave and they're going to talk badly about you. And it's just a bad situation to get yourself into. So you listen to both sides, you listen to everybody that they're having issues with each other and learn to deal with it quickly and swiftly, but stay in the middle. You always have to stay in the middle. You may not Mm -hmm. be popular with this, (laughs) but I can tell you so many times where I was put in a position I did not want to be in, but you still have to stay in the middle at all times. Very important. Yeah, it truly is. So what about trolls? I know that this happens, especially on Twitter. It certainly does where trolls come up and they pop up or even people that have been in your group for a long time, they suddenly develop trollish behavior. It happens too. I'm not saying that they're necessarily trolls when they do that, but there are people that suddenly will turn on you, if you will, and cause a lot of trouble in a group. So how do you handle something like that? You know, it's not an easy situation, Kimmy. I've I've had this happen on my Twitter chats where I get someone who went from being a participant to all of a sudden turning on me or the community and you want to find a way to deal with it where number one is not public. You don't sit here and publicly tweet back with them because it just makes matters worse. So you got to go deal with it privately and find a solution to this. And if they're going to continue being a troll and trolling you or trolling others, and you have no choice but to ask mm-hmm. them to stop coming to this group, that they cannot be a part of it. When it's Twitter, you can't just remove them. A, a chat is public. Anyone can come on. I've been in a position where I had to, as politely as I could, ask several people to stop coming to the chat, that they're no longer invited to be here because of the way they were treating people and being inappropriate. So it's not always easy for sure, but you've got to find ways to deal with this. I mean, how have you dealt with this with your communities in the past dealing with trolls? Yeah, I mean, it is not simple, but the bottom line is that people expect you to deal with them. And I do know that often if you're doing right by your community, the community will also fight the trolls. They will um, silence them and they'll tell them that they don't want them there, that, you know, maybe they should join a different group that, you know, if they don't agree with this particular group, I've heard that happen many times, but really in the end of the day, your group expects you to do something about it. You are not the social media platform, so you may or may not be able to eject them depending on the different platforms, right? But you can definitely report things. You can most certainly take screenshots of things and make sure that you keep track of these things because there may come a time when you have to report that to even authorities. So you want to make sure that you're on top of that and that you're taking the proper responsibility and that you're enforcing your rules. We talked in many other episodes about having guidelines. And if you have guidelines, you need to enforce them. So that's the other part of this is that trolls will come through. And, you know, some people like to play with the trolls and and yell at the trolls or whatever. I personally don't like to interact with them. I think that it feeds their ego and it feeds their, it feeds them and makes them worse. But some people have different ways of shutting down trolls then. And so you have to find your style that works for you and your community and stick with it. 
So that's what I'm going to say about trolls. You're going to have to deal with trolls. They're going to come up from time to time in your communities. The bottom line is just to really be right on top of that and work with your community to um, take care of it as it it arises. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. So um, the fourth thing that I've seen a lot is people who um, suddenly quit a community very vocally. They may make a big announcement of their departure in the group and talk about all the ways they're disaffected and how they don't like certain things about the group or the leader of the group. (laughs) And um, they'll leave in a huff. And then even on the outside, they may actually continue to post about the negative parts of that group. This is rough because this is a reputation crisis for a, a leader. And I think there's that feeling that you have that you have to do something to handle it because, you know, your reputation is being besmirched. So it gets very emotional, I think. Even if you're the most calm and collected person on the earth, it's going to do that. So has this ever happened to you? And sort of how have you dealt with it? Or how would you deal with it if it did? Well, um, it really hasn't happened to me much, but I've seen it happen on other groups. And yeah, you know, someone gets upset. They get very dramatic about it. They want everybody to know. Before you know it, they're bad-mouthing this person in front of everybody online and they don't care because they feel like they've been hurt in some way and they want to make a big deal about this. So I think that the smartest thing is to not ever beg somebody to come back to your group. I think, you know, the main thing is, is to not make more drama out of whatever, you know, because this is drama and you don't want to make it bigger than what it already is. So we just know that if somebody wants to quit, let them quit. Now that I have had, Kimmy, I mean, I've had people not necessarily make a big dramatic departure, but I've had people depart and maybe they just take me aside and tell me and tell me why. And look, if they want to leave, they're going to leave. I'm certainly not going to sit here and beg them to stay. I'll tell them very politely that they're welcomed here. If they're not doing anything wrong, I mean, I don't want them to leave. But, you know, there's always different reasons for this. Sometimes somebody said something wrong or maybe you said something they took the wrong way. It happens. It does, especially online, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Kimmy, one thing that we know is that people sometimes take things the wrong way. It's a lot, you know, social media is so much like texting, right? When you're texting somebody, they don't see the emotion behind it. So you could be smiling and saying something and they perceive it as something mean and rude towards them. So with social media, that happens too. Twitter is so much like texting. So I've definitely had people that have looked at things I've tweeted and took it the wrong way. So, you know, it's all in how you deal with it. And uh, that's the big thing here. And I think it's smart that we're talking about this and giving people ideas. Yeah, I do too, because I think this is the really hard part, right? And so the other thing is, is when people leave your group, if you can, and when you can, it's great to debrief them or at least have a conversation with them afterward, just so you can see why they quit. You know, just because you may learn something from it, you know, there may be something that you can tweak later, not for this person specifically, but for other people that come in the future that might make it more welcoming in your group or less toxic or whatever it is that they had and, you know, had a concern about. You may not be able to do anything about it, but at least you've done the right thing and they may never like you again. It may be something like that, but in the same breath, they're going to know that you came and you tried. You know, so it's going to be harder for them to badmouth you when you did something like that. I know that that's been true for me. I've always tried to remain very honorable with anybody that I've parted ways with so that that way 
if they say something about me, it's on them. You know what I'm saying? That I've done everything that I can to do to make it better. And so, yeah, find out what it was that caused them to quit. You might want to shift some things, find out by asking. I know that when people quit jobs, they do exit interviews and there's a reason for that. They want to find out what is it that they can do better as a, a profession. Now, if you have thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of, um, a community members, it might be harder to debrief every human sure. being that leaves your group. I mean, that's not going to happen, but I'm just saying where you can get that information because it is actually a good source of information that you might want to have. And by the way, I wanted to also say that this kind of thing usually happens in groups that have been around for a really long time where people have grown very close because they're more emotionally attached. And so when their feelings are hurt, they're more hurt than like, right. say, in just a fly by night, you know, group that's gotten together to figure out how to put together online videos and then disbanded. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's like a real trust that goes on there. And when, once you start trusting people and something, you feel like that's been violated in some way, people are more likely to react a little bit more strongly. So the longer your group has been around, just expect some of this to happen. Yeah. I, that's, you've said it all really well, Kimmy. I, this is definitely the way to handle the situation and quickly, swiftly move on. My big thing is always next not in a mean way or rude way, but for yourself, like you have to move on and like, let me move on to the next thing. Very important as a leader. Yeah. And you know, by the way, I just wanted to say one more thing. You also don't want to defend yourself publicly in a very public way, because that actually makes you look terrible as a leader and very defensive. And so remember that people are watching you at all times during this conflict. So make sure that if it's a conflict with you and somebody in your community, take it offline. I already said this just going to say it again. You know, I'd say it seven times, take it offline because that's going to help you to put it to bed and put it to rest. And it's going to make you look a lot more adult and grown up. And also if you have a great relationship with your community, they're going to defend you. And I've had that happen Mm -hmm. plenty of times with trolls or with people being very vocal about something that happened to them and having the community come to your side so that, yeah, you don't even feel like you have to go publicly say anything because your community is defending you and they're doing it for you. Yeah, totally. So we had a hard time coming up at first with a good call to action for this. It's like, what can you do for a call to action (laughs) for like trolls? Like, don't be a troll. Okay, that is not the call to action. Okay, (laughs) so- and what I know with call? Halloween, people might be thinking, oh, I know. Well, you can you can dress up like a troll, yeah. but don't be a but troll. Don't be one. Oh, I like that. You know what? That's a tweetable right there, Cammie. Tweetable. Like All right, guys. So what did we come up with, Madeline? So the call to action is we want you to create a mini crisis plan and write down what you would do in each of these cases we discuss. And send us a tweet at Cammie Chad and at Madeline Sklar. Let us know if you did this. Let us know how this works out for you. We want to hear from you. We are listening. Uh, we, we love hearing from our community. Communities that convert is our hashtag. We joke about how long it is. Maybe Twitter will at some point, Cammie, do away with hashtags counting as part of the 140 characters. That would make life so much easier for us in our long hashtag. <laughs> yeah, see, that's a great reason to go for that. So that's why we did it. We kind of have a, had a word in with Twitter. We said we need a longer tweet range so we can get our hashtag in. But we do also have a new community on Facebook where you can talk for as long as you want. So why don't you come join us there and we can have very long conversations. And if, Hey, if we have about 50 people join up today, would you um, dress up like a troll with me and come on as a, um, as a troll? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) We could come to a live stream, stream in our costumes. We, we, we could, we could totally do that. I'd be down for that, Cammie. 
or a mummy. I could be a mummy because, you know, I'm a mummy. I'm a mom. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> a mummy. Sorry. Ha <laughs> ha. Anyway, if you want to um, be a part of the conversation, come join us on the Facebook group. That's where all the fun is happening. You can come and join us at bit.ly forward slash CTC VIP. And that's bit.ly forward slash CTC, which stands for what? Communities, Communities that, convert. that Convert. VIP, because you are a very important you're person to us. Yeah, you're a VIP. And these guys are the VIPs. So come on and get an invitation to join. You just sign up for the email list and I'll send you right out an invitation to join. And we look forward to meeting you in the group. We would love that. And we would also love for you to take a moment to rate and review this podcast in iTunes. Even if you're not listening in iTunes, if you're listening on Android or on uh, SoundCloud, you could still come over to iTunes. You do have to have an iTunes account, but it's so easy to do a rating and review. It really helps us because we read them all, number one, and we you know acknowledge everybody on this podcast who writes one for us, but it also helps for people discover our podcast and they'll read it and they'll see all the nice things you say and it'll get them interested in listening too. So we would really appreciate if you would take a moment and do that. We will love you forever. And ever. Okay. So I hope you had a great week and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know, you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cammie. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cammie through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Communities That Convert.